Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves into motion Like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said called Stop the Overwhelm. So when I talk to peeps about the most frustrating aspects of their businesses, they usually tell me two things. One, they want to make more money, and that's across the board, no matter how much money you're making. And two, they're overwhelmed. They might be a little overwhelmed or a lot overwhelmed, but they're always overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed is the natural starting point then for entering into a more meaningful and profitable and generally happy-making business. Because if you can't handle what you currently have going on, then adding more will only stress you out further. So we want to take some things off of your plate and get less overwhelmed in the interest of being able to move forward in any capacity in business. Thus, stop the overwhelm. Also, this is a tiny portion of phase one of the stewardship curriculum. And yes, there's a curriculum to help you figure out whether it's right for you. The rest of the curriculum is in the brochure, which you should download. So let's talk muggling. And if you've listened to M School, you might know what this is. Otherwise, muggling is just um, all those tasks that are not particularly magical, but that keep you alive, functioning, and earning dollars as a business owner. Checking your email, for example, is not particularly sexy. It does not appear at the top of anyone's like, oh my God, I just love checking my email list. But it is an absolutely vital part of your business, or at least it is for mine. Thus, it's muggling. When you feel overwhelmed in your business, which is quite often for most of the people that I talk to, muggling is often going to come into play. You avoid it, whatever it is. So it piles up, it gets more unmanageable, so you do less of it, so it gets more out of control, and on and on the cycle goes until you find yourself curled in the fetal position, staring at the 16,423 unread messages notice on your email app. And yes, that is overwhelming. I, I do not disagree. So I've got five or six questions, five questions and a bonus question really to stop the overwhelm. And all you've got to do is be honest about what is actually happening in your business. Because often when we get overwhelmed, we don't want to tell anyone or admit to ourselves that we're overwhelmed. And so we just 
get further and further into overwhelm. It's like credit card debt. Like the first $500 is not a big deal, but then you have to add some things and you have to add some more things. Then you get really ashamed and you don't want to borrow any money from anybody. And so the interest piles up and then like there's a snowballing effect that happens with muggling. So stop the overwhelm. Question number one, which muggling is currently out of control? And there might be none and that's awesome. Then we can, you can just wait until the next question. Um, but if any of the muggling tasks are out of control, um, what has you feeling buried, overwhelmed or hopeless? Like you'll just never get out from under it. I'm guessing in many cases, the vast majority of cases, this is your inbox, your voicemail box, your DMs, um, or any other way of communicating that gets a little full and then a lot full, and then you throw up your hands and decide that you are never going to get out from under it. So you just avoid it because it makes you feel gross in your belly. You're just like, ah, 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 right? That means now is the perfect time to put inbox management on your calendar, meaning that you make an honest attempt to get to inbox zero, and that probably means just deleting a shit ton of stuff. Or it's also a great time to declare email bankruptcy and begin again. Email bankruptcy is just that you find any peeps that are interested in your products or services that are hanging out. You reply to them immediately without apologizing for how long it's been since you've responded to them. You give them an offer and then you archive everything else. So unless it is someone interested in buying your products and services or a job offer or something terribly important, it gets archived. Everything else gets a response and is then archived and you just begin again. Because sometimes starting fresh is the only way out of the mess. And if declaring email bankruptcy means that you will start tomorrow by actually checking your email and having it in some sense of control, you're going to do better in the long run than if you just sort of keep avoiding it until it goes away, which is presumably never. Stop the overwhelm question number two. Which muggling is absolutely positively under your control, no matter how much time it takes up, and no matter how many people point out that maybe you don't need to do that? So often, it is not absolutely necessary that you be the person who handles a particular task in your business. You might be good at it, you might even find it fun, but that doesn't mean you have to be in charge of it forever. For me, that means building a new website with the help of another human instead of attempting to DIY that shit. Yes, I can do it. And no, I don't want to because it makes me tired and uses all my juice. So just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to. For you, it might mean hiring a VA to help keep your inbox somewhat manageable or hiring someone to do sales sessions so that you're not the person doing it or having someone else handle mundane tasks that eat hours of your week every single week. So this is just getting really honest with, do I have to be the person that does this? Not does it need to get done. We assume that it needs to get done. Do I have to be the person that does this? And if you, maybe it's getting passwords and logins to students. They lose things all the time. Maybe it's editing, editing photos for photographers. This is absolutely the number one thing that needs to go. Maybe it's making tweaks to your online presence because you're not particularly techie, but you keep trying to be. Or maybe it's insisting that you have to have a social media presence on X platform when really you don't have to do that at all. So this is also playing with the juxtaposition of does it have to be done or is it just something that I feel like I should do? And if it has to be done, does it have to be done by me? So the question behind the question is which everyday tasks would give you the most time back if you gave up control of them? Start there.
even if it's hard or it hurts, or you have to deep breathe and scream into pillows because you're sure that other person is going to fuck it up. Hint, they probably won't. And if they do, this is, we're not talking like life and death situations here. We're talking about like maybe some things have to be redone, or maybe you have to mop the floor after someone else has mopped it. Doesn't have to be a big deal. But which everyday tasks would give you the most time back if you gave up control of them? That's the one to begin with. Stop the overwhelm question number three. Which muggling tasks do you actually enjoy? Keep them without guilt. If you actually like searching hashtags, writing captions, and choosing the perfect images for Instagram, keep doing it. If you actually like cleaning the bathroom or making dinner or graphic design, again, keep doing it. Unless you're totally overwhelmed and you don't have time for the most important things that actually make you dollars, at which point maybe you ask for help for a while and then you can bring it back. That's fine. I'm actually pretty darn picky when it comes to foods because of my health issues. So I make my own meals and I shop for groceries on my own because what if they pick up the wrong thing or they pick the fat cucumber? Because everybody knows the skinny cucumbers are better than the fat cucumbers. And that level of detail being passed to someone else is just too embarrassing for me to tell someone. So if you're picky and you know it and getting rid of a thing would make it six times more, would take six times more time than doing the thing yourself, it's okay to keep a thing. So you're just beyond picky and you can't. This might be a control thing like C, question number two, or it might be like, okay, all right, just accept that about yourself and it's fine. Or it might be that you actually enjoy it and then keep doing it. However, if you think you should like something, but you really don't, be honest with yourself. Which brings us to stop the overwhelm question number four, which muggling absolutely blows? Permission to ditch it, granted. Maybe you can't ditch it all at once, like, okay, cool, Kristen, I just hired someone to rewrite and redesign my website for 10 grand. Thanks for the idea. Uh, but you can hire someone to take care of a nagging task or two, because often what's required is not a complete and total overhaul. It's just like, I can't figure out this one little piece of code, and it drives me insane, and then 10 hours later, you're still like, oh, right? Not that I have any experience with this. So I've hired people to make custom blog headers and footers to design PDFs to switch up my hosting companies because DNS server, hell no, I am not messing with that. And uh, to optimize my website for loading time in the past couple of months. I have many interests, but optimizing the loading time of my website via image compression is not one of them. Uh, I use Allison of Tiny Blue Orange, and I've done an interview with her in previous podcasts if you want to check her out, um, should you also need help handling your DNSs, which is probably not a word, but it's fine. Stop the overwhelm. Question number five, are you an every damn day worker or a batch worker? In other words, do you prefer to batch your large tasks or to work on them steadily day by day? I'm a batcher by nature, so I will have a few like eh, moderately productive days, and then one day, wham, holy shit, I get a week's worth of stuff done. My energy comes in big fits. See, if it's sunny outside, I have 30% more energy, and so my work tends to get done in bigger fits. Trying to get me to work on things for 20 minutes a day every day instead of devoting big chunks of time to ongoing projects is okay. Like I can 
tap in and do the work. But my biggest changes and plot developments, project developments, all those things come all at once in intense bursts. That's just factual. And you, how do you work? Do you get overwhelmed by seeing the bulk of a thing, so you prefer to have one task at a time in front of you? Or do you love seeing the big picture and chipping away at it from a bird's eye view? This matters. The way you work matters. There's no right or wrong way. There's only acknowledging the ways that you work and then building those preferences into your daily rhythm. If you give a batcher five 20-minute tasks to do, she's going to be struggling. If you give an every damn day worker nine hours of free, unstructured time to accomplish a gargantuan task, they're going to run screaming for the hills. So then your job is to acknowledge your nature and work with it. It isn't like, ah, I have to do it this way because X, Y, or Z person says so. It's how do I actually work if I'm left to my own devices? And then how can I make certain that my schedule allows for that? One of my favorite things about coaching is that I will always schedule one workday a week without coaching calls. And that leaves me free to take this show, <laughs> the, the podcast writing show, uh, on the road. I will, I love to work from coffee shops. I love to work outside, but I refuse to be that person at the coffee shop on a call. Like I just won't do it. So that free day also allows me room to follow my batching nature and work on big projects without interruption because once you get into flow and you're like full batching I don't want to stop pick up a call and switch modes I just want to be in the zone and stay in the zone for as long as I can you can do the same thing by scheduling a muggling day a freedom day a writing day or a working from anywhere you want day if not once a week which I know you're going to be like Kristen blah, blah. no then once a month. And if you put it one month from now, then you find a way to make it happen. This really can be, if you're really like willing to give it a shot, as simple as adding it to your calendar and then taking the appropriate steps to make sure that you've got your regular tasks cleared to enjoy that working day as much as possible. To be clear, I'm not, this is not a just woo, do whatever you want day. It's what is the day of the week or the month, if this is, sounds too hard, that I can work exactly as I prefer to work? Yours might be all calls. It might be no calls. It might be incredibly structured. It might be freedom to batch things that you currently have percolating. It's just a, room, a matter of making space for you to work the way that you prefer to work. And then, oh, how did that feel? What did I get done? How can I tweak that? Do you feel the sense of expansion in your chest? Like, huh, what if I just work the way that I actually work instead of taking X, Y, or Z white dude seven steps to being a better, more productive worker? Like, what if we don't do that? What if we just work the way that we actually work and acknowledge that and build that into our cycles? That is the surest way to stop the overwhelm. So here are the questions one more time. Which muggling is currently out of control? Where out of control is anything that when you think about it, it makes you just want to curl into a ball. And that can be something huge too, like our roof is leaking. Okay, <laughs> Like just acknowledging it is helpful instead of just having it sort of press on your brain continually. Which muggling is absolutely positively under your control no matter how much time it takes up and how many people point out that maybe you don't need to do that thing? So that's, are you trying to patch the leaky roof using YouTube videos and a, an old hammer? 
Again, perhaps that is not your job. Which muggling tasks do you actually enjoy? You might enjoy watching YouTube videos to help with your roof, but do you actually enjoy them or should you enjoy them? And then you're just trying to do it. Which muggling absolutely blows, i.e. you don't want to fix the roof, but you have no one else and you're not asking for help. And then, roof metaphor aside, are you an every damn day worker or a batch worker? So do you prefer to work on things slow and steady in everyday chunks? Do you prefer to batch things like there's nothing, there's nothing, wham, it's done. And in the name of being ultra, super, mega practical, these are not like pie in the sky. Oh, just think about it. The final question is, what are three tasks you can add to or remove from your calendar in the name of stopping the overwhelm? Write them down and then actually add or remove them. <laughs> like this is the most basic, but the most overlooked step in the whole thing is not just, oh man, let's spend some time thinking about stuff. What are three tasks you can add to or remove from your calendar in the name of stopping the overwhelm? Write them down and then actually add or remove them. I know that you're now overwhelmed by how overwhelmed you are, but I promise that getting the swirling tasks out of your brain, out of thinking mode, and either onto or off of your calendar is massively helpful. Again, this episode has been a tiny portion of phase one of the stewardship curriculum. If you found this helpful, please schedule a call to talk with me about stereoship. There's a link wherever podcasts are sold um, or download the brochure and take a look. It's kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S. You can take a look at all of that. And if you're like, oh my God, there's so much that I have to do. I'm completely, totally overwhelmed. I'm still overwhelmed. Even when you talk about Stop the Overwhelm, that is an excellent indicator that you would benefit from working with me. Because if I was like, oh yeah, you just needed these five questions and now you're not overwhelmed anymore. Easy peasy. Cool. Um, that's great. Wait for phase two next week. But in phase one, like if you are completely overwhelmed, yeah, stewardship is perfect for you because this is one of my magical gifts that I'm really good at. And this is only a tiny portion of it. So anyway, book a call, talk with me, email me, k at kristenkelp.com, download the brochure, take a look. Um, and... May you have just a few moments in which you can feel your impact on the world, no matter how overwhelmed you are right now. May you know fully and deeply and all the way to the tips of your toes that you're capable of doing this, that you are more than enough to handle the tasks at hand. And may you value your life, your work, and your worth enough to stop the overwhelm. I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. This is my fight song. Take back my life.
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.